Welcome to Paradox Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Peacock, and with me is my co-host, Philip Blancardi. Hello, Philip. How's it going, man? Always good to see you. Always good to be able to do this together. I so much have enjoyed our podcast and being able to do this every week. And uh, we are on episode number 10. Yeah, final uh, episode of the season. Final episode of our first season. <coughs> Can't believe it's been 10 episodes. We've covered a lot of ground in this podcast, uh, talking about uh, from our first podcast to almost exactly when COVID started coming in play. Yep. Talking about finding the peace of God in our hearts from there to topics like, you know, why does God allow bad things to happen uh, to uh, if, you know, how do, how do we as Christians uh, live our marriages out? If it's supposed to be a picture of the gospel to how do we overcome our political bias to loving Jesus more and so we've covered a gamut of topics. Yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of paradoxes <clears throat> that we've come come up with to talk through. Because as we say in the Paradox Culture podcast, our words don't always say the same thing as our life does. And we want to talk about those kind of subjects. But also, the name of our podcast is Paradox Culture Podcast. So sometimes we like on this podcast to talk about cultural issues and there's a lot of things going on in our culture right now. And so we're going to kind of dive in a little bit in that today, kind of more so talking less about a paradox and more talking about culture today. So I want to kind of tell you where we're going. But before we get there, as always, we like to start out with some silly question that we're trying to resolve or some silly debate that we're trying to resolve. And usually Philip and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to these silly questions last yeah last time was uh what was it waffles and pancakes yeah yep and um so if you no no last time was the suntan lotion thing oh yeah that's right you sprung on me yes i sprung that one on you which even with that one we seem to always pick different things yes and you had we have yet to be on the same page except for the robin eggs that and music i think music we were pretty yeah we're we're on the same page with the 90s music so So two out of ten is not bad. So, well, two out of nine. We'll see what happens today. So my crazy question today is, Philip, jorts or no jorts? No, no, no. That is such a dumb question. No. No, no. No what? No. No Gardner Minshew here. <laughs> no, no jorts. I do. I will. I do not wear jorts. You I mean, do, like, why? I, I guess I just am kind of like guys should not wear jorts. Like jean shorts look okay on girls, I guess. If I'm thinking about it, why not on guys? I don't know. I just think it's weird. <laughs> I so we are going to agree. Okay. I will say no jorts <laughs> for me either. Um, yeah, just, you know, no, I love jeans. You know, I like wear jeans. I love a good pair of jeans. I wear jeans every day. I would, I would rather wear jeans than khakis. I agree with you, but don't cut them off. No, no, no. Like my, like Amy has some, some jean shorts and they look fine. Like I don't think anything of it, but if someone was to give me jean shorts, (laughs) I'd be like, no, absolutely not. It will not happen. I'm not wearing that. I just always think about 
the early 90s and Carpenter jean shorts. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I guess when I was a kid, I used to wear jean shorts, but I wasn't in charge of my own wardrobe then either. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was seven. <laughs> so, okay. I'll be 30 next month. I'm not wearing jean shorts. Additional question, and then we'll get straight to the topic. <laughs> Additional question, though, because this is the trend that my boys are into that I'm not a fan of, and they make fun of me. Do you like shorty shorts? What is that? What do you mean? Like, like the new style is like, like, will I wear shorts above my knee? Way above your knee, like eight, in, eight inch inseam, like in my thigh. Yes, mid thigh shorts. For um, the audience, just to make sure you're understanding what we're talking about, the new trend is that guys are wearing shorty shorts, as I call them, and they're like. <laughs> You make it sound so weird. <laughs> well, it is. It's weird. You make it sound like even if I was, I would say no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've almost had make you made you have to say no. Like I've got shorts that are slightly ab- like that are above my kneecap. I'm okay with. And I've got swim shorts that are maybe even a little shorter than that. Like come up a little bit higher. You like to show the legs off. But huh? you know, get a nice tan. But what I'm saying is, I don't know that I would wear like shorts just out and about that are in my mid thigh. Oh yeah, like that's the thing now. Nah, I don't know. I mean, I've got nice legs, but I don't. I don't <laughs> if think. I say so myself. <laughs> I don't think I would do that. But I, right. I understand. I know what your boys are talking about. I definitely have seen that trend. Yes. It's like when I was just graduated high school. Like capris on men was like becoming a thing. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and I never understood that either. Yeah. Like it looks okay. Like I'm not saying anything. Like it looks bad. I just it's not me. Okay. Yeah. Shorty shorts. No for me. Yeah, my boys make fun of me because my my typical my athletic shorts at least hit the top of my knee. Well, the last time we played basketball, you looked like Adam Sandler out there. So <laughs> I don't know what. I, it's hard to trust you sometimes. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> now, enough fashion from the fashion gurus. <laughs> so the fashion gurus on this podcast say no jorts, no jorts, and shorty shorts depending on the environment. I bet you Freddie likes jorts. Of course he does. Guarantee it. And yeah, definitely likes shorty shorts. <laughs> so Freddie is our uh, student ministry outreach minister and yeah. um, a very awesome young man. <laughs> but it's fashion forward. Very fashion forward. Very fashion forward. He's high maintenance when it comes to fashion. Yes. All right. So let's talk about our culture. We are in a crazy culture period. A historical, I think, defining uh, moments. Oh, hopefully. For I our, hope so. Yeah, I hope so. For our culture. Um, you know, we're filming this now and there's been lots of things happening with protest and riots and um unfortunate killings of innocent people. Right. Um <coughs> in a very dark time, you know. And typically we cut <laughs> we like to keep things a little lighthearted on this podcast, but I feel like our culture right now is not lighthearted at all. In fact, we were talking about this as we were preparing for this podcast, just how some of the things that are burdening burdening us, uh, we've had lots of conversation with fellow staff member about things going on in our culture right now, our concerns about where our culture is with social justice and uh, racism and trying to overcome those demons, and I will call them demons for intentionally, yeah. uh, that we face in our culture, and really tough, tough stuff. And 
And so we were talking about this, uh, as I said, as we were preparing, and I was like, man, I, I think instead of doing a paradox this week, I would like us just to focus on, you know, the heartbreak that we're walking through as a culture and how do we move forward, what are some things that we can draw from Scripture, and what are some things that we can learn from our time here? Because that's, I think that is the most tragic mistake is when we find the the bad things of history repeating themselves. Yeah. And um, so I think I think that's part of the 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 reason for a lot of the tension we're facing is because we feel like we're experiencing some of the the bad American history happening again. Um, you know, with the injustice of at least in the last month to that we've seen that we've seen right, right. that we yeah, yeah. know 100 percent sure of you know that two men killed what seems to be very very not seems to be i don't like to use that term what is obvious in the videos and in the what we see is that these two men were their lives were taken from them right. unjustly so we have this in our culture how do we deal with it and um as I said, I don't know, Philip, my, my heartbeat on this, and we've talked about it, but, you know, it's just like I'm sad. I'm really, really sad at what I'm watching. Um, I'm sad uh, for my African-American brothers and sisters. I'm sad for other races and just, you know, all the things that we're going through, white, Hispanic, Asian, you know, insert race here. You know, mm-hmm. um, just I think we got so much going on. And, and we've talked about this on this podcast, even in different contexts. It's been really kind of cool how some of the podcasts we did, like uh, I think it was like three weeks ago, we did a podcast called um, De- Democrat, Democrat, Republican or Christian. And we, we were trying to talk about the paradox of us championing a political party or view mm-hmm. over our relationship with Jesus. And, um, but I just, in that, even then in that podcast, we talked about how if as believers, as followers of Jesus, we make things hard and overcomplicate things. But if we are following the commands of Christ, simply the two biggest commands that Christ gave us, which is to love our Lord with our God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So when you go to love your neighbor as yourself, it really simplifies what we're dealing with in our culture. Like, if we, as believers, were loving each other as we loved ourselves, then we would really avoid some of the pitfalls that we're finding ourselves in our culture right now. Yeah. Yeah. So... As I said, my heart is breaking for our world, uh, especially our country. Uh, I see this chasm of divide widening uh, rather than, unfortunately, we would hope that chaos and tragedy would bring us together as a culture. I feel like it is not doing it. We are not going in that direction. We are going the opposite direction, and it is dividing us. And, you know, so anyway, those are some thoughts I'm having feelings i'm having yeah i think uh, you know i'm with you when you when like what you just said you know when when kind of chaos comes you know you would hope that the country would kind of be unified but 
this is one of those things where like what we're dealing with with you know racism and you know police brutality obviously is is part of this as well um uh, obviously we're not talking about a hundred percent of anybody when we right. when we talk about any of these right. things but um these are things that kind of need to you know you would hope that the country would come together in unity but unfortunately we have people that are you know ignorant to racism still being a part of this country mm-hmm. uh, or um, just not able to see it or choosing not to see it um, you know we, we've talked about worldviews on here a, a couple times through our podcast and you know that obviously has a huge sway in the way that people view the country and the way that things are operating and you know, I hate to say that because it almost kind of seems like a cop out where it's like, well, you know, they were raised that way. And right. while people need to challenge the way that they live, which is what we've been talking about, you know, hopefully that biblically you look through scripture and it challenges your worldview. Mm-hmm. Understanding also that not everybody is doing that. Right. Gets us to a place where we're saying, you know, you just don't understand. And I think that as people and I know for me personally, I'm I can be very prideful. I don't like to feel like someone's putting their finger on me and saying, here's what you're doing wrong. Um, but there comes a point where we need to say, you know what? I don't understand. And the big part of it is like, just be quiet and listen. Like you don't always need to say something. You don't always need, like no one expects everyone to have some kind of answer. Mm -hmm. And whether you see it or not, or experienced it or not, doesn't mean that what someone else is sharing is not necessarily, um, some, some kind of truth for them. Right. And so I think that when stuff like this is shared, you know, I think that they're, I, I don't know that it, it's hard for me. Obviously, you know, a lot of people, when they look at me, they see white skin, but half of my family, half of my heritage is uh, Mexican. So like, I definitely have minorities in my family that I see the other side. Um, and in no way am I saying that it's comparable to what African-Americans have faced in this country at all. Um, but it just gets it's one of those things where it's hard to understand and right. you don't have the answers. And so I think I think people maybe feel like they have to have some kind of response or have to have some kind of answer. And it's OK to say, I just I don't know. I don't understand. Help me. Right. Get it. And I think, you know, we've had a couple conversations where hopefully we've approached it in that manner. Yeah, um, I, think I, so. I would like to hope that when if someone was to ask some of the other staff members we've talked to or other people we've spoken to that they would say, you know what, these guys were pretty open to trying to understand what was going on. Yeah. I think to like one, you're, you're, you're hitting it. And I was thinking as you were talking about, okay, if we're to love our neighbor as ourself, well, who do we give the most grace? Yeah, ourselves. ourselves. And so if we can give others grace, even we, we complete like it, I hope you hear us, audience. We are not saying you cannot have disagreements. Right. Like, when you say listen, doesn't mean that you listen and accept everything that person says as truth. It, you're saying to the, hey, I can let someone be, uh, I can be a sounding board for someone. And I can right. be qu- quiet and listen and respond in a gentle and um, godly way wisdom way of just just being there for somebody not saying that because you let them talk and listen and even if they are saying things that aren't true or let's say let's say because we've said on this podcast many times truth isn't relative 
right? We find our truth as followers of Jesus in Scripture, and we base our worldview and life on those scriptures Mm -hmm. and so if that is the filter that we're using okay well there's gonna be times when you're having a conversation with someone who either a is not a believer or two is an immature believer and so their worldview is not coming from that filter right but it doesn't mean that you have to sit there and you can listen without always correcting right like wait for your moments to correct you know don't be we said this in that other podcast, like, don't feel like you have to wrestle somebody down with facts, wrestle some, somebody down with truth or opinion, but just wait for the Holy Spirit to lead you in moments where you can speak truth softly and gently. You know, I was thinking about the fruits of the Spirit and how our culture right now is displaying the complete opposite of the fruits of the Spirit. Hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, Wow. You know, and so it even convicted me more as a believer to say, how am I living out these fruits of the Spirit? Not just to strangers, but people that I know and love. You know, sometimes, as we talked about in the marriage podcast, that we're kinder to strangers than our own spouses. And so how can I live out the fruits of the Spirit in a culture that seems to be on fire right now? But right. that's what it needs. It needs the fruit of the Spirit to, to manifest itself and us as the believers and followers of Jesus, you know. And that doesn't mean that we always have to correct somebody's wrong thinking in the moment. Wait right. for the opportunity. Wait for the moment where God gives you to speak truth in love and in a gentle way. Yeah, and I think there's kind of two things happening right now. You know, on the one, you know, kind of what you're saying is... There's a lot of people that are like, hey, I don't tell me what to do. Like, yeah. you know, that's the, the verse, you know, um, talking about, you know, don't talk about the splinter in my eye when you've got a log in your yeah. own. Right. It's like that's like that's not saying that we're not supposed to, you know, be accountable. Right. Or to say, hey, man, you know, here's something that I've been noticing and I, I'd like to I'd like to challenge you on that a little bit. You know, that's not what that that scripture verse is saying. Right, because a lot of people use, uh, not to cut you off, but no. a lot of people use that verse as a way to halt any kind of accountability. Right. Who are you to tell me how to live my life? Look at the log in your eye. And you, you're like, whoa, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be judgmental as much as I'm trying to let's have a dialogue about what's going on. Right, and then, and then to that, you know, be willing when, and this is what I was saying about earlier, is like be willing to be someone who listens Maybe you don't understand. Maybe you're sharing something or correcting something that you don't quite understand, and they need to correct with you in mm-hmm. your worldview. Right. You know, I think we like to talk a lot about, well, here's how you correct someone else. Well, what are you doing to allow someone to correct you also mm. needs to be part of that conversation. Sure. You know, there are things that I don't understand. There are things that I will never understand. There are things that I will never experience. And, you know, th- this, a lot of what we're dealing with right now, I think stems, a lot of it stems from, you know, my second thing was it's okay to have a different opinion than somebody else. You know, it's okay not to agree and still be friends. You know, I, right. I, I cannot believe how many people I see on my social media that is like, hey, if, if you believe this or if this is what you think, then unfriend me now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when did we get to the point where 
Like, the only way that we're going to correct each other is through, like, real dialogue. Right. You know, and, like, really sitting down and listening. And this is where I say a lot of what we're dealing with in culture right now has a lot to do with, you know, am I willing to... Am I willing to sit down and have a conversation with somebody who knows more about a particular subject and challenge me in a way that I can walk away changed and be okay with it? Right. You know? Someone that says, okay, like, that is really tough. I mean, no one likes to be challenged. Like, a lot of people, some of us do, but a lot of people aren't used to being challenged. We hate change. And we we don't like people telling us when we're wrong, right? Or not even saying we're wrong. Like, hey, have you thought about that from a different perspective? Right. You know, and I'm God bless me, but you know I'm for whatever reason and hard headed, <laughs> and so it's hard to change my mind on things. You know? Yeah, I'm the same. Even when I know I'm wrong, sometimes I just for fun I argue that I'm still right. You know. Yes. see how far I can be right <laughs> and, and wrong at the same time. Anybody that knows me would tell you that, the, oh, yeah, that's absolutely what he does. <laughs> but um, I just, you know, that's something that you're, you hit it right on the nail on the head is that we've got to be able to have dialogue. And we've got to be able to, in order for change and love to occur in our culture and our culture to grow, we have to be able to speak to each other and hear each other. And I'm really right now, I would say we are talking to the believers more so than we are talking to lost people. Yeah, of course. Because mm. right now, I don't see a lot of difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with you. A- absolutely. In the, especially when it comes to being able to listen and, and under, like seek understanding, seek I just keep going back to the fruits of the Spirit. Seeks kindness, seeks patience, seeks goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there is no law. Right. And I want to see that in our culture. Our Christian culture has to model that for the world's culture. As we model that for the culture and the world, the fruits of the Spirit, and I'm convicted that we've got to change our tone on our social pages. Uh, we are in a gotcha culture right now, <laughs> and there's no kindness or gentleness in a gotcha culture. Yeah. Actually, gotcha <laughs> culture comes from a place of pride that I'm going to elevate myself above you to get you and make you look stupid or wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and what and and so in order to really model the fruits of the spirit, how about a, how about we get off social media? Why don't we call us? You know, we most of us have cell phones, and, and if you really know that person, and they're not just some random person on social media that dropped some crude comment that you <laughs> posted an article, and somebody dropped a crude comment on you. Why don't we have some conversation off public forums such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, right. you know, and get off those spaces, have some real dialogue with yeah. each other. Well, and that's the, and that's the hard part, right? And I mean, well, and, and you know this, you know, I just posted 
yesterday. Oh yeah, stir and, the pot. Uh, and, and and to be honest, I I hate we've had this conversation. I I hate posting things on social media, and I, I feel like everyone looks at it like, well, you're a pastor, you work at a church, you should say something. There's no right answers to anything anymore about any topic. You know, I say one thing and. I'm labeled something else and I respond to that thing and I'm labeled something else by somebody else and there's no correct way to do it. And so, I mean, you know, I posted something yesterday and of course, um, you know, old friends, new friends, people from our church commented and, you know, and it's hard because, I mean, we just talked about, I, I can be prideful, you know, me, me working at a church or being a pastor doesn't remove some of the things that I still struggle with. Sure. And I'll be honest. I mean, there's some comments I read sometimes and I'm like, Ooh, like I'm about to, I'm about to dig deep. I'm going to root in here and I'm going to, I'm just going to like, I'm going to let you have it. And you know, pulling the pin out of the grenade, you know, and the thing is, is maybe some people still took some of my responses that way, but I really tried to be mindful of who was reading, who's reading it. And really the way that I want the things that I'm saying to be received and I Mm -hmm. want them to be received. And that's the biggest thing is that, I think that a lot of times things are said or things are done because, like you said, we want to we want to get somebody or we want to hit them with a zinger that just shuts them up. When the reality is, is I want I'm hopeful that the things that I'm saying are are being said in a way that someone says, hey, I, I hear what you're saying. Right? right. And you hope that's the case. Of course, sometimes people receive things just because of their feelings. They're right. They, they receive it in the wrong way. But. And that's kind of why I, I was just suggesting that. Like, yeah, no, you know, 100%. I agree with you. Let's get off social media and have conversations. Um, Especially if you can't check yourself. Oh, yeah. And we all know when we're not checking ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I know when I'm, like, really trying to say something that's going to hurt somebody. Right. I know that. Like, I'm not – it's not like I'm tricking myself. Sure. You know? Yeah. And so it, you're, you're right, 100%. I think that there is a space for real dialogue and then there's a – a point where it gets to where you're just trying to like catch someone in there with their right, you know, ex- like expose them to some truth right. that they don't know and <laughs> try to enlighten people. Right, exactly. But a lot of times we do that in a way that just is very self-serving. Yeah. Well, the moment you burn that conversation, they're done. Like they're not listening to anything you have to say anymore. Right. You know. So I think that's the thing to be mindful of, big time. And I think. You know what I've what this really show the culture right now. As I've been trying to process, and you know, I, we were talking and yesterday preparing for this, and just like, just saying, man, I really, I, and I'm not saying this because we're doing this podcast, people will listen, and I feel like we've got to say something, but no, I really am genuinely broken and hurt, and I've been very contemplative about what I'm watching and what I'm seeing in the news, what I'm reading, articles I'm reading, and just, you know, I'm just really, really saddened by where we are at. And and I feel like uh, I was watching something the other day or listening on the radio, some show, and the host of the radio show said something that was impactful to me. He's like, we... This time and space, we have an opportunity to really create change. Right. And his point in the show was saying, but we're not taking that opportunity. 
And I'm like, yeah, I agree with him. I feel like this opportunity is slipping out of our hands because we're getting distracted by the things that aren't going to create change. Right. I agree with that. Uh, but so I, I just, as we do this podcast today, I'm coming from a place of, man, look at our, I'm looking at our culture. I'm like, we are really just seeing the depravity of man more. It's so evident, you know, mm. and that sounds self-righteous to say that out loud, but I mean that, you know, we're all broken and I just happen to be redeemed by grace, by, by my savior, Jesus Christ, uh, not happen to be, but because God has made a way for me to be saved. And I have asked for God to rescue me and, and save me and give me a new heart and put my faith and trust in him he in turn has been gracious and merciful to me right and allowed and, and covered my unrighteousness and that being said i'm seeing the unrighteousness and the depravity of a sinful heart come through our culture and it really really makes me sad because i know i feel like i'm through the holy spirit convicted and of the broken heart that god says he has when he sees man's sin and I think we, I think if you're not broken, I, I don't go as bold to say this audience, if you're not feeling some kind of way about how tragic our culture, direction of our culture, then I would seriously begin to ask God to reveal that to you. Yeah. Because uh, the Holy Spirit should already be pinging your heart about the way things are and how you can be used to make a difference and be a world changer rather than a world observer. There's a lot of believers I know that are just world observers and don't are not world changers. Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, I just want to challenge you as our audience today. So you're hearing us talk. I really hope that what you're seeing is, is breaking your heart, is making you sad, is helping you see, not in a self-righteous way like, oh, those sinners, but in a way saying, I, too, was that way. I, too, am the same, was the same outside of Christ. I am the same person. Yeah. You know, we, you know, how do you, how, how, I mean, Philip, how do you think it happens? Or how do, how do you see it when we see just that sin that is so prevalent in our life and continues to be prevalent in our life, even after knowing Christ? I'm finding myself checking my spirit constantly about, like you're saying, like just wanting to zing off on <laughs> social media. Yeah. And get you the gotcha moments and get them, and I'm going to prove them wrong. And if I just wrestle them down with facts, then they'll have to turn to my way of thinking, you know, versus what is God saying about this person? How does God see this person? How do I see this person through the eyes of God and Christ? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I mean, and not you know, not to not to plug our own thing, but you know, Mina in uh, I think it was episode seven did a great job of kind of changing our perspective of people, yeah, as a whole. And so you know, I, anytime we've been having these conversations since then, I just keep thinking back to what Mina said. You know, remember that these are people that God also loves, that God also created in His image, that He cares about, that you know He longs to have a relationship with. And it's like, man, if I can keep that in mind. 
Like that should help me in my responses to people. And hopefully as believers, you think about these things. We think about these things. Yeah. I think we have to start thinking about these things. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think our nation, and, and here's what I hear. There's a word I keep hearing. We need change. Uh, this has to stop. Um, and, and these are in references to the racism and racial tendencies. And I, of course, um, you know, we, racism has no place in a believer, period. Zero. Uh, in fact, I would go as far to say if you have racism in you, I would question your, whether you're really in relationship with Jesus. Uh, and that's strong, I know. Some of you might just have cut it off right there. <laughs> but I'm sorry. But you've got to check that. And if we're not seeing people as God's creation, created in his image, you know, Jesus say, said... Uh, that he came to do what? Seek and save the lost, right? right? And that if we are Christ followers, that we're in his ambassadors that have been compelled to share the gospel and good news, which is that, the seek and save the lost. So if we don't do that and don't for, go forward with that idea, idea and worldview, then we're missing out on God's calling on your life. And um, more than ever, we can talk about how and, and I started this like we we talked about the brokenness that we're seeing and the sadness that we're seeing and the heartache that we're experiencing and seeing, but none of that changes without Jesus. Yeah. Uh, no government rules or laws will ever change the sinful heart of man. It just won't. The only one that changes the sinful heart of man is the Savior Jesus Christ. Right. And until that time until men surrender their prideful hearts, it's gonna, we're going to still experience heartache and brokenness. Mm-hmm. And God says that. I mean, that's just part of what God's Word tells us about that. So, I don't know, just, just a little conversation today, more conversational, less directive of talking of a paradox that we are living out. You know, we did talk about some things that we're living out that don't reflect... Um, Christ in us or don't reflect the power of the Holy Spirit in us. <clears throat> and let me just say that. I feel like sometimes, and this kind of moves in, because every podcast we love to go, when we end up the podcast, we talk about, okay, so what? What's the, the you've told me all this, so what? What do I do with it, right? So we always want to end with something practical that we can take away and put into practice. And so as, I, I, as we head toward that direction, I would say that I've read the fruits of the spirits from Galatians 5, uh, 22 and 23. And I'll read them again. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, which I've seen a lot of lack of that today. Um, Against such things, there is no law. And not just out there, but in here. And um, But moving toward the practical, how do I have the fruit of the Spirit? Well, the fruit of the Spirit is when we surrender, are surrendering ourselves to the Holy Spirit, these things that I just read to you, uh, and they just they pour out of us. They come out of us, you know, when I'm surrendered to the Holy Spirit. You know? Yeah. Uh, when I'm being directed by the Holy Spirit. So that would be 
practical step number one is find time to pause. Ask the Holy Spirit to respond through you and in you and and outwardly, <laughs> you know. God, let me have, please work in me, Holy Spirit, to have this response, one of these fruits, you know. Or people say that the fruit is not plural here, that it that is actually, this is just how the Spirit manifests itself in our life. So how do I have this demeanor about me? And uh, that would be the practical thing, pausing before reacting, asking the Holy Spirit to work in you and respond through you. That would be my first one. What would you say? Another practical way as we kind of talk through our culture and how to affect change in our culture. Um, I, I, I think I would just kind of hit back on what I, what I was saying earlier is, you know, be someone that's open to dialogue, be someone that's open to changing the view that you have or that you have had or the one that you were raised with. Um, you know, I think we can all learn something from someone else mm-hmm. that is for the betterment of who we are, especially mm-hmm. when we're talking amongst brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, being encouraged by that. And, you know, I won't, I won't hop into the whole thing, but, you know, one of the things that I've been being mindful of through just all of this in general, you know, as, as we've kind of been working through the podcast in general, but Romans 12, you know, is really, we begin to see a shift in Paul's writing is like Romans 12 on is how the Christian applies. Right. And, And like you said, at the end of every one of these episodes, we love to talk about application and it's about taking what we've learned and applying it to our lives. And mm-hmm. Romans 12 on is all about how we take the gospel and apply it to our lives in a way that enacts change in ourselves and in the people that we come into um, contact with. And, um, you know, especially kind of we're talking about the current culture. We're talking about everything that's going on right now. You know, uh, verses 9 through 21 have been verses that really have stuck with me about um, how to respond kind of in these times. And the thing is, is we can look at these verses and we can use them defensively and we can take them out of context and we can say all these, you know, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm reading, looking right now, verse 17 says, repay no one evil for evil. And, you know, surely someone can, can bring that defensively and say, well, you shouldn't have done that, you know, but I would say, look at scripture in a way that's challenging you as an individual. What are you doing? What have you said? You know, are you enacting these things? It's not about taking this and going, well, the Bible says this about your life. No, the Bible says something about your life. It's yep. about challenging you. And so I would say just to to have an open uh, mind, um, open heart to having dialogue with people that maybe see things differently than you and have that actual genuine conversation. It's one of the favorite things of mine uh, and and true blessings that I've had the opportunity to experience as doing ministry in other cultures, other contexts, in other countries, to be constantly reminded that there's always something I can learn. Yeah. And the and that God, that I don't have God figured out. I don't have, <laughs> even though I've been through all the school, blah, blah, blah. I don't have... <laughs> God's so much vast, so vast, so large, so incredible, so amazing. And for me, just to have an American cultural view of of Christianity is 
if, if that were the only thing that I ever knew about Jesus from an American culture, oh, man, that would be a tragedy. Because yeah. there's so much I've learned about the heart of God being other countries and, 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 and learning from my brothers and sisters across the world and, and about the heart of God for the nations. And um, so that's something I would encourage you. If you haven't been on a mission trip, and not just to go on a mission trip because you think it's cool and you can go see some cool sightseeing stuff, but go on a mission trip so you can, one, have God change your heart and perspective of him, and two, so you can bring the gospel to all nations. I'll end with this. This is Paul's greeting. So I think this is a great greeting, or, or Paul's final greeting to the church at Corinth in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And I think this is perfect ending to the first season of Paradox Culture Podcast. And it says this in verse 11 of chapter 13, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says, Finally, brothers, rejoice, aim for restoration. Comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace be with you. Greet each other with a holy kiss. And a lot of guys like to take that out of context and try to kiss girls that they want to, but don't do that. That's that student ministry stuff. (laughs) But greet, listen to that again. Finally, brothers, rejoice and aim for restoration. Comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Wow, what a great way to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. And we pray that the God of peace and love will be with you, with your family. We pray that this first season of the paradox culture podcast has been challenging to you we look forward to coming back next season as we start next uh season two and we'll be back in august time frame yep Uh, we might have a special episode between now and august um but you know we look forward to diving into more cultural issues in season two maybe not just christian issues and christian paradoxes but also expanding to world paradoxes that people live in and how do we interact with that as believers? Uh, so we're, we're going to be praying and asking God to give us the topics he wants us to talk about next season. Uh, but I would do from the sincere bottom of my heart, thank you for listening, paying attention, and tuning in, and putting up with our silliness at times. <laughs> and uh, hopefully it's, fun, it's been a little bit of fun for you. Hopefully it's been informative and also challenging and helping you grow closer to Jesus first and foremost. That is our hope and goal of this podcast. So, Philip, good job. First season, you didn't really screw too much up. Most of it was perfect perfect and flawless. A uh, couple snafus, but, you know, <laughs> that's all right. We, we, we learned. We that's learned right. a lot about podcasting this season, that's for sure. Yes, definitely. So, uh, love you. Thank you for listening. And uh, what do they need to do? Find us on iTunes. Find us on Spotify. Like and comment on jorts or no jorts. Uh, connect with us through social media during this off season as well we'll be putting some stuff out on social media to help us think even while we're not necessarily doing episodes so uh, anyway love you thank you for tuning in thanks for being here and we'll see you soon